This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Just as a brief heads up, this episode is going to contain a lot of talk about sex and intimacy. Um, not in anything, any graphic details, but if that is something that would bother you, please do tune out now. Have a good day. Drat! The patriarchy strikes again. No! My name is Alex Volpiers. I use they, ze, fox, void pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about compulsory heterosexuality, or compet for short, and the lesbian master doc. So we've sort of talked about compet before a little bit, but we're going to dive into it in depth here about what it means, where the term comes from, and how it affects specifically lesbians. But also I think a lot of the experiences can be also translated to just any non-man who's into non-men, so M-spec non-men as well. So to start off with, I'm just going to talk about at Jort Sports, definition of what compet is comprised of, talk a bit about those things, and then we'll get into the coiner of the term and a bunch of all the other cool stuff that we have in this episode. So at Jort Sport, J-O-R-T-S-P-O-R-T on Instagram, says in their post that compet is a theory that heterosexuality is assumed and enforced upon women by a patriarchal and heteronormative society. So if you don't know, patriarchy is the social system in which men hold primary power over other genders, and in the usual theory, it, uh, it says specifically women, in many different sectors. So that's political and financial and social and just all of them. But it also affects men because it tells men how to act and how they should be as well. And that affects everyone. So everyone should be a feminist. And heteronormativity says that being heterosexual is the normal or preferred sexuality. It assumes two opposite genders and that sexual and marital relations are best between people of the opposite sex, which is all really binary stuff. And also just sucks in general for a lot of reasons. And we've talked about that all throughout this show, and we'll continue to talk about it in this episode. So now on to Comphet itself, compulsory heterosexuality. The originator, developer of this term is Adrienne Rich, and she says that heterosexuality is produced through sets of beliefs and practice that keep women apart and force women, both overtly and covertly, into partnerships with men. She also wants people to acknowledge that for some women, heterosexuality may not be a preference at all, but may be imposed, managed, organized, propagandized, and maintained by force. 
So compulsory heterosexuality is a system of norms upheld by the white cis-hetero patriarchy, and it you know, forces straightness onto people in our society. This can affect any gender, but is mostly studied within the context of women because it so easily ties into misogyny, which tells women that they should define themselves and their sexuality around men, that their lives are not for them, that they are for men. For a lot of AFAB people, they're told from a young age to shape the way they look or act to please a man or authority figures, which they mean men when they say this. So whether that's romantically or sexually or to look more serious or so they won't get harmed or anything, it's about changing the way you are and the way you act so that you can exist better, quote-unquote, within the patriarchal constraints. And that's something that's encouraged by society in a lot of places, whether overtly or covertly. And because of this, it can make it really difficult for some AFAB people to figure out that they don't want to date or be romantically or sexually involved with men, and or that they do instead want that with non-men. However, I do want to note, of course, that not all AFAB experiences are universal. Like There is variation in the way that people are and the way that people are raised, and also intersections of identity do impact how people are raised, different cultures and backgrounds, and you know, neurodivergency and disability and a bunch of different things all impacts how you are seen in the world in the way that you experience womanhood. So there is obviously not one AFAB experience, but these tend to be common experiences. And also these experiences and the ones I'm going to be talking about can also apply to non-AFAB people as well, like trans feminine people and, and AMAB non-binary people as well. Basically, if you're a non-man who is attracted to non-men, then this can be applicable to you. So with that said... We'll now move on to the lesbian master dog. So this is a big list or post that was originally made by at cyberlesbian on Tumblr or Anjali Luz, but was also worked on by a bunch of other Tumblr users as well. This was originally posted in January of 2018 to Tumblr and got around like 30,000 notes before being deleted for violating terms of service, apparently. But it was then kept alive by the community via Google Docs or PDFs, and you can just Google the lesbian master doc, so master D-O-C, and you can just find it. It's the top link. But essentially, this is a big document that compiles a bunch of stuff about compulsory heterosexuality, how it's experienced by lesbians, and how to know if you're a lesbian. And so breaking down the ways in which comp het can affect you to make you think that you're straight when you're actually, in fact, not straight at all and not into men at all. And yeah, breaking down like signs that you might be into women instead. Um, so it can be really useful to figure out if you are in fact a lesbian or if you're just working out that you're not into men. And also, as a side note, the working out that you're not into men section can also be useful if you apply it to other genders as well. If you're trying to figure out if you're like arrow or ace, just apply that to like all genders and see 
if that fits. And a lot of these experiences, we've talked about this before, can be shared by Arrow and or Ace people as well. So that's quite fun. But we'll move into the actual content now. <laughs> but yeah, just as a note, um, some of these experiences do focus on AFAB women or non-men and the way that girls, in quotes, are taught to be growing up. AFAB experiences aren't universal, we've said this, and this can apply to AMAP trans femme people and AMAP non-binary people, but there is a specific small section later on that might be more relatable to specifically that group. And just as a Another thing, just before we start, lesbian is an inclusive term for non-men who are romantically or sexually or other types of attraction to other non-men. So it is and always has been a very inclusive identity. So with that out of the way, let's begin. So the Lesbian Master Doc starts by breaking down a few what-if things. So there's like, oh, well, what if I'm attracted to or like have a crush on a male celebrity or fictional character? Um, it says that this could be a comp hit or like you feel safe in liking them because they're unobtainable and so won't do anything that you don't want to imagine them doing. And it also says that you can identify as a lesbian even if you've had relationships with men before. Labels can change and sexuality is fluid. And what makes you comfortable and most happy in the present is what's best for you. And if that's changed over time, that's absolutely fine. Also, like, you can totally combine labels so like you could be a bisexual lesbian like you could be bisexual and have attraction to multiple genders but in adding the lesbian there it might suggest your your preference for non-men and you know it could just feel right for you also you're allowed to try out labels and no one will be mad at you if you turn out to be wrong and if, if people are then they suck and don't matter anyway it says that if you think you feel attraction towards men but you don't want to date or be with them and instead want to date and be with women or non-men, then you can be a lesbian. Lesbian doesn't need to mean only experiences attraction to women. It can mean only feels comfortable, only prefers or only prioritizes women and relationships with them, non-men. The doc generally uses women, um, so if I say women, take it to mean non-men in this context. So... You know, your label can be about where you put your energy instead of, like, encompassing everything. So you can still identify as a lesbian, even if you technically do have some attraction to men. Like, some lesbians have a hypothetical attraction to men, but would never want to date or have sex with them. And that's completely fine. And compulsory heterosexuality is the assumption that any feelings you have towards a man must be attraction, because society talks all the time about hetero love and attraction, so that when you feel something towards a man, you'd think, oh, this must be what it's like, which is a very relatable Arrow Ace moment. <laughs> so it can be really hard to understand what attraction actually is when it's mixed in with comp het. Um, and so it's given a few examples here of what, uh, of a scenario, sort of, what feeling actual attraction in that scenario would mean and feel like, um, and then what you might instead be feeling because of comp het. So the first one is nervousness and blushing when you're around men. And so actual attraction is would be that you are nervous because you're excited to get to know someone. You find them attractive first, and 
because you're thinking about your attraction to them, you get self-conscious because you hope they might like you too. Whereas compulsory heterosexuality would be like you're nervous because you're aware that he's attracted to you and because he's paying such close attention to you, especially if he's pushing boundaries or getting too close into your personal space, you become self-conscious because you know he's watching you and so you're blushing because you're uncomfortable. Then it gives an example of, you know, hypo hypothetical attraction. And so the actual attraction would be like you imagine a hypothetical future where you end up with a man and it feels exciting and makes you feel good and hopeful and happy and right. And it's a nice feeling. It's comfortable to think about. It's reassuring. Whereas for the comp hit part, you imagine a hypothetical future where you end up with a man and it makes you feel uncomfortable, scared, sad, disappointed, wrong. It's upsetting to think about and you hope it doesn't happen. You don't want to end up with a man, even if it feels like you could or like you theoretically could. The last one um, is sexual fantasy. And this one is particularly relatable as an ace person. <laughs> um, so actual attraction is when you sexually fantasize about men, it's because you're attracted to their bodies or specific men or the idea of having sex with men. You imagine qualities of their body and you like the idea of what you're imagining. And if you think about the fantasy later in the day, you might feel like it's embarrassing, but also sort of sexy. Whereas with compet, it says when you fantasize about men, it's mostly just enacting a kind of narrative. So it's more focused on the movements than the features. The men in your fantasies might be faceless or blank featured, or their bodies might symbolize some emotion. You don't really like the idea of what you're imagining, or you might not even be in the fantasy, but instead another faceless person, non-man, might be in there. You might even imagine yourself as the man. So the narrative follows a sexual script, but the details are more vague and abstract and might even shift and change throughout the fantasy. If you think about it later in the day, you might feel sort of gross or uncomfortable or even invalidated and wrong about it. Which, as an ace person, that's like the facelessness in general and the just focused on the, the movement. Maybe should have been a, a sign earlier on. And then it goes on to list just a bunch of common experiences sorted into little groups. And I'm just going to say a few of them, but feel free to check out the actual Lesbian Master Doc if you're interested for more examples as well. Also, these are common experiences, but not everyone will have them all. Also, these are common experiences for other people on the queer spectrums. And so, like, just because you relate to these, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are a lesbian, but it also might. So, you know, consider. So the first section is attraction to men. Um, so this is, you know, picking crushes and forcing yourself to be attracted to them, Liking the idea of a man, but when a real one makes a move, it's uncomfortable. Or liking the idea of marrying a man, but when dating or attempting to date one, um, you always find flaws in them, however minuscule, as a reason not to date them. Um, or you only develop attraction to a guy after a female friend expresses attraction to him. Flipping attraction on and off like a light switch. Um, or, you, you know, you get a crush on just about every guy you're friendly with, because there's no difference for you between friendship and crushes on men, you know, only or mostly being into guys who are gender non-conforming or feminine in some way, or alternatively, the guys that you're into are always a hyper-masculine manly man who is everything manly, or, you know, mistaking the desire for male approval as attraction. So you don't necessarily want a relationship with 
men, but you want men to want a relationship with you. Or wishing you weren't attracted to men or that you were a lesbian. That's a sign you might be a lesbian. The next segment is relationships with men. Experiences in this um, that involve comp hit as well are, you know, dreading what feels like an an inevitable domestic future with a man or creating an idealized fantasy domestic future with a man but not being able to picture any man you've actually met in there or even like celebrities or anything. Having every reason to be happy in your relationship with a man but, you know, even if things are going really well, you just feel like something something's wrong there. Going along with escalation because it seems like the appropriate time or, you know, the guy wants it. And even if you're not quite ready to escalate the relationship, you just do it anyway. Or you try and rush into the comfortably settled part of the relationship with guys just to have done it. To close the deal without having to actually invest in the emotional closeness. Or... Only having online relationships with guys or preferring not to look at the guys you're interacting with online and choosing not to meet up with a guy even if you seem very into him and he reciprocates and meeting up is like totally realistic. You just don't. Getting a boyfriend mostly so that other people know you have a boyfriend and not really being interested in him romantically or sexually. Wishing your boyfriend was more like your female friends. Wishing you could just interact with your boyfriend as pals. Thinking you're really in love with a guy, but being able to get over him in such record time that you pretend to be more affected than you are so your friends don't think you're heartless. And, you know, after a breakup, missing having a boyfriend more than just, like, the actual guy you were with. Next is intimacy with men. In this one, there is having to be on some kind of substance to do sexual things with men. The idea of kissing, cuddling, dating, or having sex with men is really scary or anxiety-inducing, and the idea of doing any of those things with women isn't or is noticeably less scary. And some lesbians think they're arrow ace because they don't romantically or sexually like men, and like not not even like realizing that being into women is an option because of compat. Thinking about guys and doing stuff with them in terms of what you could tolerate with them not like what you actually want to do and doing sexual things out of obligation or a desire to be nice to him because it's what he wants um and like not understanding why other people want it or enjoy it or like getting bored with sexual stuff or intimacy because you're not into men (laughs) The next section is early interest in women. So this could be being unusually competitive, shy, or eager to impress specific women when you're not like that with anyone else. Wanting to kiss your female best friend on the mouth for literally any reason to practice for boys included. This is a big one. Big one there. (laughs) For any reason. Straight girls don't do that. Getting butterflies or feeling like you can't get close enough when cuddling with a close female friend or non-man friend. Looking at a close non-man friend and feeling something in your chest clench up and being overwhelmed with love for them. You might read this as platonic. It could be. Or it could be different to that. 
having your favorite character in every show be the one gay-coded or butch-looking woman. Like Shigo from Compossible or Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Feeling weirdly guilty and uncomfortable in locker rooms when your non-man friends are less clothed than they normally would be around men and being more careful to not look than their bear. The next section is the quote-unquote straight version of you, thinking that all straight girls feel at least some attraction to women, thinking that your interest in seeing attractive women or scantily clad women or breasts is an artificial reaction caused by the objectification of women in media. Maybe you're just into that. (laughs) Thinking it's objective and uncontested that almost all women are way more attractive than most men. Being a really intense queer ally. Having like half your friend group from school turn out to be queer. Getting really emotional or having a strong reaction that you're not quite sure you understand to non-man, ex-non-man love stories. Having had people think you were gay when you had no suspicion that you were. Next heading is exploring attraction to women. Interacting with hetero sex slash romance and media by imagining yourself in the man's position or never or rarely imagining yourself in the woman's position. Being mistaken for a couple with one of your girl friends is exciting for you and being mistaken for a couple with one of your guy friends elicits no reaction or feels weird or wrong. The next section is called gender feels I believe Um, and this is for for non-AFAB people who like women more specifically for trans femme people. Um, So knowing you're attracted to women but feeling weirdly guilty and uncomfortable trying to interact with them as a straight man and only later realizing that you're actually a trans lesbian. Or knowing that you're gay but experiencing a lot of the symptoms of comp hit towards men um, when you're trying to interact with men romantically or sexually. Um, and only later realizing that you're a trans lesbian and not a gay man. The last heading is considering lesbianism. So wanting to be a lesbian but feeling like you don't already know you are one or or that you can't be one for whatever reason. Worrying that you only want to be a lesbian because of trauma and that means your lesbianness would be fake. It doesn't mean that at all. Worrying that trauma-induced complications and how you experience sex means that you're not a real lesbian. You definitely are and can still validly identify as a lesbian. Feeling guilty about wanting to be a lesbian or feeling like you're just attention-seeking or trying to be trendy. You're not. Don't worry. Do what's best for you. Or suppressing lesbian dreams because you think exploring that desire would mean you're a bad or homophobic person for using lesbianness selfishly. Which is logic that only someone who is a thing but hasn't quite realised they're a thing yet. Logic that only that kind of person could have. Just saying. But in the TLDR section, just a couple of the very common labeled experiences are you lose interest in a man as soon as they seem interested in you this is very common you're only attracted to fictional men or celebrities or men that are completely unattainable Um, for example your teacher or gay men or men in established relationships but basically you only like men if it's impossible for them to like you back very common and also you know that lesbians exist but you You think you can't possibly be one of them, because if you were, you'd know already. 
Or you have abstract crushes that you don't actually want to progress into romantic or sexual relationships. These are these are all very, very common experiences. And there's a whole big list. Um, highly recommend suge- like checking it out if you're questioning. Um, but basically, in summary, compet is a not fun thing to deal with. Um, it affects... A lot of people in a lot of ways um, and can particularly affect people when they do not yet realize that they're actually just not attracted to men and are in fact attracted to non-men. And so if you're still unsure, that's absolutely fine. Um, And, you know, even full-on lesbians still struggle with it and it's something that takes a lot of time and energy to dismantle. And also, gold star, lesbian stuff is stupid. Like, your past doesn't define your present, so do what makes you happy and use whatever labels make you happy in the present. So, you know, lesbian is not a dirty word. Um, and, you know, don't settle for something that you don't think will ever truly make you happy. For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am going to spotlight at Jortsport, J-O-R-T-S-P-O-R-T, on Instagram. And they, I, I love their account. They make so many wonderful, amazing educational posts. And I just highly recommend checking them out. They have posts on compulsory heterosexuality and an A to Z of queer terminology and stuff about queer representation and non-binary people stuff and polyamory stuff, aromanticism, asexuality, a bunch of stuff. Um, Lots of identities and they just general queer education and I highly recommend their account on Instagram, at JortSport. And remember, you can view all of the Lesbian Master Doc um, just by Googling the Lesbian Master Doc and you'll find it. So, if you're interested, check it out. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a good time listening and I hope you have a wonderful day, afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to this. And I hope you continue to. Remember to drink some water, get a snack, take a nap, take your meds. Don't forget to spread your joy, and I will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.